Hey guys, so you are listening to the Work For It podcast. We are all about business in the workshop. Brian House is out for the week. He's super busy. He's got stuff he's going on. So it's just me and Ben in the uh, podcast today, but we're going to make it happen. So let's go ahead and talk about our sponsors. We've got huge news. We've got a new sponsor starting out this week, and that is Koi Baker over at Baker Forge and Tool. Those are some really talented guys over there making some incredible steel. And hey, he's actually giving us a coupon code. So if you go into the coupon code and put in WFI10 when you are checking out, you'll get 10% off. And that's just because you love the Work For It podcast. We also have the value, baby. Yeah, man, we're bringing some value here for sure. But yeah, go check out their steel. I've been working with some of their steel and it is always a pleasure to work with. And it is so incredibly cool when you're done with it. Really cool stuff. They're bringing out the new Elite Aurora Mai. That's going to be their new steel coming out here pretty shortly if it's not already out. But man, definitely go check that stuff out and go get some really cool steel. We also have Maritime Knife Supply. You guys know Maritime Knife Supply. They sponsor almost everybody in the uh, podcast realm. And man, Lawrence Lake over there is such a talented guy when it comes to shipping because even though he's up in Canada, he ships to America just as fast, if not faster, than even some local guys. So yeah, go check out Maritime Knife Supply. They have everything you possibly need if you're a maker. Definitely go check it out and get some materials because that's where I go. And he is super quick on getting it to us. Let's get into the show. Hit it, Brian! Woo! Yeah! Ben, take this over. I've been talking too much. Bringing the value. I like you doing the intro, man. It it looks good on you. I really like it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's uh, tis the season, huh? I just saw a video of Austin Saunders, the high caliber craftsman, pouring Red Bull all over himself as if he was in a wet t-shirt contest from hell. And I'm telling you, it made me hot here in the shop. Goodness, what kind of a show are we doing, Ben? We lose, we lose Brian for one week, and all of a sudden we're talking about t- wet T-shirt contest. What the? Oh, hell? you didn't see his post? It's brilliant. It's brilliant. No, I did not see that one. It says, says in the description, uh, you know, so like, hang in there, makers. Tis the season to you know make shit for twenty four hours a day or something crazy. You know, and it's it is funny. He uh, he holds up a Red Bull and pours it into his mouth you know like like six inches away from his mouth and then as if you almost couldn't even believe it right he starts dripping some on his forehead and then he just dumps two big slugs all over his face and i'm like you're gonna be sticky for a month dude yeah solid pass (laughs) see i used to i used to use uh red bull when i did marching band in the morning like we do we do game days and if the game was at noon we'd have to be there at 5 a.m. full uniform Yowzer. so like Red you Bull is the guys only were way. Hardcore, I have yeah. to say. Like, yeah. I've got a buddy that um, he was in the Notre Dame marching band, and uh, got a handful of my cousins on my stepdad's side were in the Penn State marching band. Yeah, and it's, it's wild. Man, uh, yeah, all of them are just they're, they're pretty hardcore. But dude, it is. Let's... It is We've got to switch gears away from the marching yeah. band. Dude, well, I've got some huge, huge yeah. news. Tell Hold on. Tell us I'm not, this news. I'm gonna I'm gonna radio tease it. Ben, oh. before oh. I before I do my huge news, let's go ahead and dive what? into your working week. What do you got going on, Ben? What I got going on now is a bunch of fucking blue balls, I'll tell you that. I got blue balls <laughs> from your news here. 
Huge news. Absolutely gigantic news. Earth-shattering oh, news coming from Vico Knives. Throbbing oh. news. Uh, man, I, so yesterday, we got we got a little bit of a snowstorm on sun, oh, Sunday night. Through the night, we got about four inches of, of heavy, wet snow. Um, four inches, huh? Yeah, it's not a whole lot, but when you live in a town where they have maybe a half a dozen plow trucks... Uh, it can be, uh, you know, a bit treacherous. Four inches can really fuck somebody up. That's for sure. Well, that's that's what she said. <laughs> hey, <laughs> there it is. Uh, there it is. But anyway, so the boys had off of school, as did my wife, who works for the school district. Um, and so everybody was home. Okay. The boys and I spent the day in the workshop together, and it uh, was just a flipping hoot, man. Dude, just I cannot wait to become like a just to become yeah. a father just for those days i'm looking oh. forward to it so much yeah just awesome you know and as as jack's gotten older um his ability to spend time out here gets limited you know um and interest starts to get limited to an extent as well you know i won't lie like the the kid's not you know the, the next savant woodworker. <laughs> sure, uh, sure. You know, you gotta, you gotta everyone be, starts somewhere, though. Yeah, sometimes Every- you got to poke and prod them. Hey, you know, get your ass out here. You started making something for your mother two weeks ago, and I'm not finishing it myself, you know. So, but yeah, we spent the day out here. Sammy brought his Legos out, you know, and he was playing Lego and building all kind of shit. And Jack and I were building, um, Christmas gifts, cutting boards, and uh, um, have you ever heard of the game Cub or Cube? K U B B. I have um, not. What is it? I, it's like a. I think it's a, a Scottish game potentially, Highland style game, but um, it's a, a series of. Well, it's a collection of uh, like uh, wooden sticks and blocks, basically. Uh, it, it's it's kind of like a cross between bocce ball horseshoes and uh lawn darts <laughs> <laughs> okay okay so um, the whole idea is to get something in your hand close to something that you're aiming for well that's what she said as well but hey, yeah whoa, um, <laughs> whoa 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 <laughs> uh yeah I, yeah i've played it a grand total of one time but my wife really enjoyed it and of course, being the maker that I am, and I'm sure no one listening has ever said this to their wife, but I said, well, shit, it's just a couple fucking sticks. We can make that. <laughs> okay. And uh, so she held off on purchasing it, and unbeknownst to her, we're making her a nice set out of uh, you know some various hardwoods. And uh, so, yeah, it was fun working on that with Jack um, and... You know, the the reel I posted today was of him using a router table. Uh, and what, what after I posted, I don't think the reel really highlights it, but it was a massive router bit. Uh, wow. It, it was like oh. a half-inch collet. Um, yeah, and the roundover was a, an inch tall, right? So normally if you put a roundover on, say, uh, a tabletop to round over the edge – it's about a quarter of an inch. You know, this was a right. full inch deep. Um, so it was cool. Just kind of, I find that as your kids get older uh, in the workshop, as particularly kids like mine that have spent a lot of time out here, 
and are starting to get to know their way around, um, your ability and opportunity to really harp on safety lessons becomes more and more limited, you know, because they're comfortable with the bandsaw. I let them use the damn bandsaw by themselves now, you know, um, the table saw always presents those, the router, anytime I put a router in my hand, the hair in the back of my neck stands up. I routers scare the living shit out of me. And that's probably good. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, absolutely. But yeah, so that was what was going on in our shop yesterday. I've still got a pretty good list of, uh, Christmas gifts to make and I'm shipping aprons. I got, uh, an order the other day for, uh, some leather molds. So Uh for those that don't know, I still have those up on the site. Uh, I think there's a handful, maybe four or five different patterns, but basically they're for wet molding leather and you can make things like catch-all trays really simply. Nice, nice. Uh, So those are up there and I happen to have all those pieces already cut and just uh, in stock, so to speak, which is the first time that's ever happened. I can't believe I, I actually found them. So I was able to just throw them in a bag and pop them in the mail and Bob's your uncle. Away it there went. You go. It's like, Made shit, it that's happen. how it's supposed to work. So, you know, busy, busy. Uh, we leave here, Pennsylvania bound, on the 20th of December. Right, so, right. Because, oh week. my gosh, I never even thought about that because you have to have everything done before you head over to Pennsylvania because yeah. obviously you can't take your shop with you. Correct, Amundo. Yeah. And, wow. Uh, so, Santa Claus visits us in Boise. And then Santa Claus visits us at Nana and Papa's house. And then wow. the crazy son of a bitch comes to Grandma and Grandpa's house as well. So it's like we're, <laughs> we're off to this crazy Christmas adventure. But And how, one final piece of news. Oh, go ahead. How old are the boys? Do they still believe in Santa Claus? Sam is seven. Okay. So, uh, and Santa is real. Wow. Uh, yeah. All the children listening, he is very real. <laughs> I feel bad for the F bomb. Jesus, I, I right hope now. there's no fucking children listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Someday, do you ever think about that? Just really quick. Uh, someday our kids will go back and listen to these when they're our age. Yeah, I have never thought about that far in the future, but that is pretty cool. Crazy, I have thought crazy. about like YouTube and like making knife yeah. videos and making stuff like that. Like, oh, wow, like maybe someday my great great grandchildren will be able to yeah. stumble upon that. But, to me, that's you know. the best reason to do it that I think I've ever heard. I just can't convince myself uh, to to follow through and actually do it. But I, I would love to have that uh, documented history. Um, sure. One final piece of news before I solve my blue ball problem and you tell us what's going on in your Yo, world. Yo, dude, I don't I don't know what you're thinking I'm going to do over here, but I'm not solving no blue balls anywhere. Well, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're, 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 orgasmic news, right? Oh, my God. Goodness. Uh, I, well, we have a new baby in the family, not, not mine. Yo, congratulations. Yeah, really cool. My sister-in-law, uh, they have a boy. Asher is his name, and just really cool. So it'll be fun to go uh, back to PA and uh, be able to just hang out with a newborn baby or nearly newborn uh, month-old baby and then give him back at about 8 o'clock as I sip my sixth beer and sleep peacefully without having to wake up and feed him. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be great. Man, that's that's another thing. Like I'm on the other side of that than yeah. where you're at in life. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I, you have you all know, that to look forward to, honestly. Sure, that's that's, that's a way to think about it. Do people? So when I was your age, a little younger, even probably, but um, you know, people would always just kind of give you shit, like, "Oh, you're gonna have kids, and your whole fucking life's over," you know, and you'll never sleep again. You'll never go out to eat or this, that, everything. Do people do that to you? So I hardly sleep to begin with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we're all like, kind of uh, vampire. Yeah, my actually that's something that my dad passed on to me. He he and I both we don't go through the levels of sleep like normal people do. We just drop yeah. straight to REM, get yeah. up between four and five hours, and come straight out and are fully rested. Yeah. yeah so it's... the the lack of sleep isn't something that like that's that's not a new thing to me. But you know, right. also you know, with with Emily and I saving up for things coming up, we also have not been going out. I I honestly. I cannot yeah. remember the last time we went out on a date that yeah. we like actually like splurge. I mean, I guess if you if you count like, man, I can't even th- like take out. But even that isn't very often because like we're saving up some, for right. some really huge things coming up. Yeah, but. yeah, it's funny. I well, people would always tell me that, and then I and then I had kids, you know, and and I what I realized was there's some truth to what they say, but. What people fail to mention is that it's a fucking blast. It is a hoot, man. It is so damn much fun to hang out with one of your kids and be able to teach them something. You know, I'm not always going to be daddy who knows how to do everything. Someday they're going to know more (laughs) than me. And that day's coming really soon for the 12 year old. Right. Um, pretty soon. I always tell my wife that like dad's going to be the asshole and then they're all going to call you and bitch about what I made them do, you know? <laughs> right. Right. But yeah. See, so. I think, I think another big thing is Emily and I have decided that we're only going to have one kid. Oh, cool. So like, you know, we're, we're what? not. I, Why one? I, I grew up with, I, well, I, I feel like we, we want to have kids, but we don't yeah. want to have multiple. I don't uh-huh. know. It's just, it's just where we're at. I don't know. Yeah. It's, no, I, that's cool, man. You know what the hell are people listening to this for? They don't need to hear my family planning. What's going on here? Well, <laughs> well, I was just gonna say we we had Sam, and that was our second, and we decided like, nope, that's all. And our rationale was that we felt like we could give the two of them much more opportunities than we could three. Yeah, right? and so I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's fair or that's rude to say or whatever, but that's that was kind of part of our thought process was like, you know what? We could give these two dudes an amazing freaking life. Three, three, we, we, we that's struggle. expensive. Yeah, right. we struggle. Got See, to buy I've, a soccer van and all that horse shit, you know? Like, fuck well, that. I've already got that with the Astro. That counts, right? Yeah, man. No, you got the kidnapper <laughs> van, man. That oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, boy. Goodness. So. That's my shop. What's cooking up there in Michigan? Really huge news. So I guess this is this is all past like your your age, but with dating apps. Have you you you've heard of people on one? I know, but you've you've heard of people on dating apps and they have a bunch of dating apps and they're setting up dates and then all of a sudden something comes by and all of a sudden you can delete all of your dating apps. Uh-huh. Yep, yep, yep. So I just deleted all of my realtor apps. Ooh. All the Zillow's out, all of realtor.com, there's a couple other yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. All of those are deleted. 
Because I have a fucking house. Yeah, baby! And that means, I assume, that means anyway, that you also are not going to be touring any uh, very frightening workshop spaces in the future either, right? So my days of driving an hour to my my little shack of a shop is limited. I what the have, fuck's grandma going to do, man? She gonna be I know. Man, we sat down. For, like, so Emily's grandma and I literally have lunch together every yeah. day I'm out in the shop. You'll miss that, man. She I, is, I think you will, and she will too. Yeah, we had lunch today, and she was, like, kind of tearing up a little bit about, yeah. like, you know. Oh, man, man, it's heartbreaking. But, I mean, yeah. to get two hours of your day back is going to be huge. And also. Huge. Yeah. And with this house, first of all, so it's uh, just a yeah, little. The, un- the house itself, it's three stories. Uh, the the up store, like the top story, is like not really a usable space. It's like you can stand yeah. up in the center, and it's kind of like arched. So it, I mean, maybe like if I a told kid you on the phone, man, I thought that too when I bought this fucking house, and then my wife decided to rip the goddamn roof off and put a whole second floor on the fucking thing. <laughs> hey, man, maybe that's <laughs> they'll maybe find that's a way. Line. But yeah, it's it's just under a hundred, um, or excuse me, a thousand um, one hundred square feet of a house. Eleven hundred. So that's, that's eleven hundred square feet. I mean, it's not huge. It's not like it's not Big anything enough. gigantic, but it's more space than we've ever lived before. So it's it's yeah. feels like a huge upgrade. And there's a partially finished basement oh, where you know it. there's. One actually, well over half of the basement is finished. Actually, down it, downstairs, there's a bunch of sound paneling, so like okay. it's gonna be super nice doing podcasts down there and like having my yeah. audio recording stuff down there. Because yeah, I mean, it's gonna be dead quiet and it's gonna be perfect yeah. for that no reverb. Yeah. Um, yep. But yeah, new new furnace, new all all the well, a lot of a lot of the uh, gut. I mean, we. Man, I've got so much to talk about. I'm stumbling over where I'm and going. Stuff are pretty new. Well, so we actually have to bring our own appliances for most of it. Okay, but, yeah. you know it's, that's kind of nice, though. You know, like you don't want somebody's from under cheese free fridge. Right. You know, like right. And yeah. like, there's a fridge and there's a stove, yep. and you know the oven in that situation. But like, you know, that's not something that's going to be long term. It's just going to get us by until yeah. we can save up and do that type of a thing. Well, God, I hated. Oh, go ahead. We've got a boatload of projects. The biggest one being we want to redo the kitchen because it's, I mean, it's a very small kitchen area and then it attaches to a huge dining area. So we're going to try to split that in half instead of, and have like a medium nice. kitchen, medium dining area. Yeah. Um, there's, let's see, one, two, three living rooms. Makes nice. no sense, but That's you know, so <laughs> that is, that is pretty well. Bedroom, eh? Is it, you think? Eh, none of them really make sense to turn into a bedroom, but we'll figure yeah. that out. Yeah. Two bed or two bathrooms, one master bedroom, which is really nice. Yeah. And uh, yeah, a pretty large garage. So the garage, first of all, it's detached oh. and it's on the That's other side awesome. of the. So our our acreage, I think it's a fifth of an acre. So it's a small yeah. little thing. Yeah, that's but it. backyard Standard. is completely fenced in, which is huge. Yeah. And the shop is on the other, like facing the alley in the back. Oh, perfect. So yeah. you know, there's enough space there where we're not. I'm not going to keep Emily up by any means. Yeah. I didn't ask and, you the other day what uh, what's is it is the shop just uh, regular timber frame construction to before or is it concrete block or what is it you know i'm still fairly new to all of these terms (laughs) 
no, that's it's cool. on a cement. It's on a cement pad, and it's it's yep. a stick frame. Okay, so uh, the walls are the walls are uh, hollow essentially. They're like a, like a, like the house. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I just well, wondering for sound. That's all, because I know like mine is concrete block walls, and it's like a damn coffin, you know. So I think my plan right now is to obviously insulate the shop. First of all, let's talk about the size of the shop. So what I'm currently working in is eight feet by 16 feet. Okay. This one is 19 and a half feet by 24 feet. So eight times 16. So you're in 128 square foot now. Well, how big is the new one? Uh, 19 and a half by 24. 19.5 19.5 times 24 is 468. So you yeah. are roughly three and a half times the freaking size, right? Yeah, yeah. It's going to be huge for sure. 18 um, by 24. That's just slightly bigger than what I'm in. I yeah, think. I mean, that's I, – I feel maybe it's just because I'm coming from like a cupboard up to this space, but it feels like this is large enough for pretty much anything I'm going to be making. Um, yeah. I'm going to be able to really get some really cool tools in there. I mean, yeah. obviously, all of this is going to take time to flesh out and like everything's going to take time to build up and all that fun stuff. But, you know, there's, there's more space in there than I know what to do with yeah. <laughs> at yeah. this point. At I'm at, I'm 15 by 20. I just just measured it quick with the laser beam. Uh, so yeah, not not bad, man. I, you know, it's and having it detached is game changing in my mind. Anyway, I say that because number one, sound, which is pretty mm-hmm. obvious, right? An attached garage usually. There's a lot of sound transference, right? Um, and then number two is this dragging dirt inside. You yeah. know, you'll have less of that. Just that three steps from the shop door to the house back door here gives me an opportunity to actually look down at myself and go, fuck, blow, you know, dust yourself off, man. Um, yeah. Or whatever. And yeah, dude, I'm I so mean, stoked for you guys, though. So yeah, awesome. For sure. For sure. And like, of course, I'm I'm gonna have to figure out exactly what I'm gonna do with the shop. Um, yeah, definitely planning. You know, obviously, you're gonna insulate it. I'm thinking about putting instead of I, a lot of people put like drywall. I'm yeah. kind of thinking, you know, just OSB, cheap baby. metal sheets would kind of work just as well because I'm metal throwing sheets. sparks. I'm yeah. What? Go ahead. The one thing about <clears throat> metal sheets uh, is that you. you in terms of hanging things up, they're about equivalent to drywall, right? If you need any kind of load-bearing anything, you've got to find a stud. Sure. Uh, what what you might look at doing, what I've seen a lot of guys do now, is either OSB, um, which is like what they would she the roof with. Sure, um, sure. And it's fairly inexpensive. You can get half-inch OSB for 20, 26 bucks a, a four-by-eight sheet, roughly. Sure. Or find some cheaper plywood that works pretty damn good. And then it looks a little bit better, you know, um, or something what? like that, that, uh, that you can literally screw into anywhere and it will hold up a hammer, you know, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah, I guess I didn't really think about that, but that makes a lot more sense. Okay. I mean, anything I put up, I'm going to paint. So it's going to yeah. be, you know, it's not... The looks are yeah. whatever. The only thing I was worried about with OSB or plywood is, you know, I'm throwing sparks and, you know, it, 
it's yeah. not going to make a huge difference, but you know, yeah. just the the mindset of I'm throwing sparks at a wood thing versus I'm throwing sparks at a metal, you know, stainless yeah. steel or whatever. I think if you if you paint if you were to paint it, then you're mitigating 90 90 some percent of the risk, right? The paint sure. gives you enough flame retardants. Um but but also, right, it kind of comes down to how you outfit your shop. I, I my shop, I hate drawers and I hate mm. toolboxes and I hate putting tools in a place where I can't see them. Um, so every single wall in my shop has something hanging on it everywhere. I like, think there's okay. literally, I couldn't hang a poster up in my fucking workshop right now. Mm. I couldn't hang a goddamn postcard on these walls. Um, but that's me. I like to have all, you know, I'm very visual. I get inspired looking around like, how am I going to solve this problem? I got all these tools in front of me and I can solve the problem, you know, sort of that way. But yeah, I, I agree with that for sure. I am. Yeah. I, it's kind of like the uh, Savage. Was it Jamie yeah, Savage first, way of doing first things? First order, uh, Adam Savage. Retrieval. First order retrievability. He calls it, and he says it's Jamie Heineman. Jamie Heineman. Adam, Adam Savage. Savage. Okay, I yeah. just smashed the two together in my. Mind. Adam says, uh, you know, drawers are, are are where shit goes to die. Yeah, <laughs> and I agree. The other night, I was out gonna light the grill. Sam and I were cooking some steaks, and. Uh, I wanted to brush the grill off, but I had so much shit on there and my wire brush was shot. And I had one of those restore tools, which is like a three inch wide uh, wire brush drum uh, thing. And I'm like, Sam, I gotta find the restore tool. We're gonna get all this grungy shit off of those grates. Half an hour later, I'm still digging through fucking drawers to find the goddamn restore. Right. <laughs> you right. know? I'm right there with you for sure where, you know, of course in my, in my little shed, I have a couple toolboxes and I just have to deal with it, but that's just because I have so little space that I have to put things in drawer. Otherwise I would just, it wouldn't be able to fit in the shop. Yeah. And I've got some drawers and I've, I've added more over time, you know, because I've just accumulated so many tools. Like you say, you have to at some point, um, I've started using the Milwaukee Packout uh, system for kind of, uh, you know, going, working at the school or an install or whatever. Man, that is such a phenomenal system. I mean, it is awesome. Those, they got it right with those. But I got the same problem, you know. Um, I want to go out to the maker shop and they don't have a ton of just like, drills and you know that kind of shit so i put together a little kit thinking well this will be my maker shop kit you know just leave it in the pack out now one thing leads to another and you're pulling shit out of their dribs and drabs you know and it's like so now my first order retrievability kit is fucked yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know but yeah i mean you know as long as you stick to it like 90 percent or so i feel like you're yeah. you're having a pretty you know, yeah. good relationship with that balance. The other thing I was going to say in terms of hanging stuff up, getting tools on the wall, right? Um, I think house has some of this stuff as well. There, there are, well, there's pegboard obviously. Um, 
the, and then there's these metal pegboard offerings, which frankly are not cheap, kind of ridiculously not cheap. Uh, and they're great. I've got some wall control and I've got some Omni wall um, and they're cool. Uh, you know, but if I had to do it over again, I would honestly, I would use French cleats everywhere. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's such a, such a great system. And what's, I think it, you can put anything on a French cleat. You know what I mean? Like any tool holder that you design or make, you can put on that French cleat. So it's not like the problem I have is I've got Omni wall or no, I got wall control in front of me and I got Omni wall to the left of me and both of them take different uh, sort of accoutrements. You know, so, right. So you're, you've got, um, you know, metric and imperial, you know, yeah, more or less. where it's like the shit doesn't mesh. Yeah. More. And they, thankfully they both accept traditional pegboard hooks. So I've resorted to that. I just went out and spent $20 and got like a hundred fucking pegboard things, you know? <laughs> so I, I don't even use their, their accessories very much on these things anymore, sure. but. The French cleats so, are cool. Um, um, uh, what's his name? A Glimpse Inside. Chris over at A Glimpse Inside makes and sells uh, not only the French cleats themselves, but some really phenomenally thought out tool holders. Um, just he, he does such a great job. He's got a couple of kiddos that uh, have some challenges. His wife is having some health challenges. About two, two, three years ago, he had to quit his job just to take care of his family and be home. And he poured his heart into YouTube. He poured his heart into small-scale manufacturing, and uh, and he is being hugely successful. So I'm hoping to That's chat awesome. with him. Uh, hoping to chat with him for the WFI2 uh, channel or show uh, over the holidays. So maybe we'll hear from him soon. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I've been kind of dropping the ball with WFI too, but all all of this hey, stuff man. that has been coming up, Tis I, I've season. definitely needed. Tis the season, so, apparently, to pour Red Bull on your face. <laughs> so <laughs> I want to open stuff up to the listeners. So let's right. say, let's put you guys in the mindset that I am currently in. So you okay. have all of the tools that you have, and you are going to move it into the the floor space of nineteen and a half by twenty four. So what I want to see from you guys, either, I don't know if, if this is a little bit too much. I don't know if I'm asking too much out of you guys, but if you oh. just draw yourself a little rectangle and kind of sketch out, okay, I would put one table here and, yeah. you know, belt grinder here, or I'd put a drill press here, or my, you know, whatever here, like, just give me a little sketch of what your perfect optimal situation would be. Just not not for what I do, but for what you do in your perfect situation. And it'd be really cool to compile some of those and try to like, yeah. oh, well, I love this, this, and this about, from this thing. And I'd love this, this, and this from another you know, yeah. person's. And maybe we what can about, talk about it here on the podcast a little bit. Yeah, what about um, – because a lot of folks, like I, I would send you just some videos of my shop of things that I really like. Uh, and, and ideas that I would change. I, what if we did um, like WFI shop tour and did like a one minute shop tour really quick to highlight see, things they like or not? See, selfishly, I don't like that idea because I'm trying to, you know, I want to do the hive mind of the WFI project or well, that's WFI I mean, people. The goal Go would ahead. be to highlight things in their shop 
that they think you should do or show you things like don't fucking do this right sure but there's an opportunity with that with the the thing that i just you know set yeah. up where but i'm not drawing okay. a fucking picture for you hell no <laughs> yeah that's that's a very good point that's a very good point <laughs> um you, do you, have you, you okay ever used SketchUp? There? have you ever used sketchup no i have not so SketchUp in their model library, they, in general, I've not found a tool that I have that there isn't a two scale model uh, designed for it. Um, and so I've actually played around in SketchUp uh, with some different shop layout stuff, just trying to see what would fit where and that kind of thing. Um, Katz Moses, Jonathan Katz Moses also has, and it, it's, very woodworker focused, but he has just a, um, it's a PDF that you print out and it's got, again, two scale pieces. So you cut out your bandsaw, you cut out your table saw or whatever, um, and then you can kind of lay it out. And then he also talks a lot about, um, okay, your bandsaw has, you know, 24 by 24 footprint, but you really need you know, 48 by 48, so that by the time you're, you have an opportunity to work around it, right, you need that extra space. And so he talks about the working I area. Think, I think a huge thing is just having everything on wheels, being able to yeah, move everything easily. Yep. I feel like that's going to be a game changer. Because first of all, you know, you can yeah. put a table up on a wall and like, you know, whatever, but then yeah. the ability to unlock those wheels and move it somewhere else so you can use yep. the space for something else. 100 yeah have you ever seen the flip cart the flip top carts that people make woodworkers make i have no Um, idea what you're talking about oh man so it's a picture just a a cart like a wood made out of wood right that would be two foot by two foot again and maybe it's about 36 inches off you know tall with maybe uh, picture a cabinet right with a tool sitting on top of it but on wheels Okay, so that'd be like a tool cart in a wood shop. Well, I don't remember who came up with the design first, but somebody came up with the idea that the top could flip. So it could literally rotate 360 degrees on a pivot in the middle. So what you could do then is you could put your your planer on the top, but underneath it, hanging upside down, right, would be a small bandsaw. And when you wanted to use the bandsaw, you just pull a pin out and flip the son of a bitch and thing, you know, flip the top, basically, allow it to pivot. And now the bandsaw's on top and the planer's hanging by its, you know, toenails down below. So you can really maximize area by putting two tools on one cart. Um, I don't know if you could do it with a 2x72 belt grinder, no. but no. Uh, if you got, you know, a small grinder, and uh, you know, I don't know, another stationary tool. You could see what I was way. thinking. That would kind of work with like doing a router bit, like a yep. router table, and then flipping yep. it over. I guess you'd have to come up with another tool that's about disc that same sander. size. All right, a disc yeah. sander. See, the problem with a disc disc sander is that it's the problem with the disc sander. It fucking hurts. Yeah, the the <laughs> motor of that that would be such a heavy piece where you know router table isn't like. You know, I'll tell you, not... dude. I've seen people putting some big tools on these things. I mean, a Dewalt. I, I'd be curious what it weighs, but a Dewalt um, planer, 
with a helical head. I'll bet you it weighs close to 100 pounds. Um, so I think they could support some weight. Yeah, I mean, the the problem that I would see with that is if it's a pain in the ass to flip over. Because if it's 100 pounds on one side and 150 pounds or 100 pounds on the other side, now you're trying to flip over a 200-pound thing. How many times are you actually going to do that? Well, I, and I, yeah, I agree 100%. I also would would take it one step further, though, and I would say the same goes for any tool on wheels. It's convenient as hell, but it's also a royal pain in the ass, right? What I, do you mean it's I, a royal pain in the ass? So I'm, I'm in the very same situation where I've got a really small workshop for the amount of tools I have. I just today, this morning, I needed to get my planer out the thickness a cutting board that I was making. It's on wheels, everything's hunky-dory, no problem when I get to it, right? So the problem is that that tool cart is buried behind three other tool carts that I had out and was using, you know, it's it's that constant need to um, reset up your, your whole shop, basically. Like pulling one cart out in my shop or swapping, say, uh, the planer for uh, the, the, the small bandsaw or whatever it is, like that's almost a reconfiguration of the entire shop, uh, I think depending I on what I'm working on. I think the big difference is like in your, what'd you say, 15 by what? Uh, 15 by 20. In your 15 by 20 shop, you have enough, you know, tools in there to outfit an airline. Oh, hanger. oh Lord. Yeah. 100%. I mean, I do. I got a stupid amount of tools. I guess my, my recommendation, I'll say that my recommendation would be 100% do, do wheels, do carts, 100,000%. But before you start just slapping tools on carts because it makes sense and it fits well, think about the tools that you always want out, right? Like, no, I'm not putting this fucker on a cart. I use this thing a hundred times a day. It's getting mounted right to a bench top and there's nothing going to be in the way of me just taking a piece of steel over there and doing whatever to it. Right. So, um, I agree with that for most of the way, but I'm I'm planning on having a grinding room where like basically nice. having a dirty room and the rest of the garage being, you know, a dry or a, yeah. a less dirty area yep. where I want everything in there on wheels just so that yeah. every once in a while I can wheel all of those tools out and just pressure wash the grime off the off the yep. walls and off, you know, basically get all that shit out. Because, yeah. you know, uh, there's going to be stuff that accumulates and accumulates. Even even if I'm taking all of the precautions and trying to stay as clean as possible, it's still going to accumulate to a point where I am just need to take everything out yeah. and power wash it down. And I want everything, like, in that grind. I'm, of course, this is all wants. This, this is probably going to be. you to do that? <sighs> yeah, I mean, I really guess. I don't know. disrupt the... the the layout, but I, I don't know. I'm trying, I think it's a, a great idea. I think it'd be awesome. I'm just trying to think it through. Um, yeah. I'd be curious when, once you get in there and start, you know, setting it up. Um, I have workbenches. Uh, the two longest walls basically have work. I call them workbenches, but they're only like 
22 inches deep more or less on the one side i had initially built like a big miter saw station like every woodworker in the in the world seems to do and then i was like this is stupid like this thing's taking up so much flipping room um i could use this space for so much better and and so now it just uh it's still there i left it there i use the cabinets on the bottom and the cabinets on the top and the workbench part of it just uh yeah basically collects a bunch of fucking shit <laughs> so it does nothing uh, but no i i've i have reconfigured my workshop probably once a quarter for the past however many years i've been here right it's uh i always chuckle at folks on instagram or youtube they're like i finally got my shop done and it's like your shop's never gonna be done you know sure and you're you know, always obviously, moving yeah every time you you think you have everything exactly where you want it you know you're gonna yeah. need a new tool in there and then that tool is gonna yeah. need to displace this and this which displaces this and this and yeah you know, and it depends on what work. you're what you're making right and um maybe methods that you've learned uh, you know we always have some lightning strike of knowledge that goes oh shit i've been doing that wrong my entire life that's a much better way to do it and maybe it's different enough where it's like okay now the whole shop starts to flip on its head because i do this that way now you know um i've i you know as most folks know i've not been shy about working with brands to get tools um and i've gotten some amazing tools um you know big table saw and a, a full-sized eight inch jointer and you know the shop bar and all that stuff and um when it comes to those tools i've often had a choice on whether to get the big one or the middle size one or the small one and i've always gone for the big one even though i've always got a you know i've only got a 15 by 20 workshop it's like go big or go home baby you know the buy once cry once uh works if you're getting it getting it through a, a sponsorship deal or you're buying it yourself um and i think you'll always find a way to make it work and fit in um but that workflow thing, I think, is where it takes a long time to get it in there and then start getting it integrated. And I, I would have to imagine with a craft like knife making, uh, to an extent, there's a lot of similar tasks regardless of the style of knife you're making, right? So, you know, like I was saying, there are a handful of tools in my shop that are out ready to go and not likely to have uh anything impeding my progress to get to them one is obviously the table saw sure. two is the the drill press um three would be my well it used to be the harbor freight uh belt and disc sander combo machine but i took a grinder to the belt part and now it's just a disc grinder <laughs> Um, and then the other one would be my two bandsaws. But beyond that, all my other tools are kind of put away. Okay. We, we have fully exhausted the, uh, new shop yeah. talk. Obviously yeah. I'm super excited. I could talk about it for a long time. Oh, it's awesome. But, you know, so happy for you guys. 
Switching gears, not quite getting away from the whole thing yet, but there is a lot of things I'm going to need to do to this um, house. The Hacienda. Uh, it, was, it is super quirky. It was built in 1960. The people that built it lived in it until, you know, just recently. Yeah. So it is one owner. There's a lot of quirky things. It definitely has it, everywhere you look, you literally cannot look in a direction and not find some sort of shelving built-ins, you know, so many weird little spots to put things. Yeah. And these guys were definitely collectors. They, um, everywhere, like, especially down even in the basement, you can see like, oh, wow, something, something, some sort of an art thing set here. And there's like a, a light that comes down from the above and like <laughs> everywhere there's built-ins, there's display cases, there's weird shelves where you would never imagine shelving go. And there's also, um, you know, the floors are all going to need to, like, carpets are coming up. And I guess I've heard click floors are pretty easy to put down. Like, the yeah. – the. tell me about that situation because I'm obviously going to need to learn how to do it and learn how to do it quick. So, I – sorry, I'm going to get by the mic. I heard uh, Corey Stanley making fun of me the other day on his podcast for yelling Walking from across away from the, the workshop. Mic. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's dead simple, man. Like, honestly, uh, uh, Emily's grandmother with a utility knife could install this stuff. It's that easy. Um, I put it in the basement just in a couple of spots. I put it under where I'm going to put my bar, and then I put it under the washer and dryer. You okay. Know, two most likely areas to have spills or get wet or get, you know, pretty pretty trashed. Because my wife decided to buy a damn near all white carpet for the freaking basement. Oh, anyway, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a lot lighter than I thought it was going to be. Like, man, right. fuck me. I guess I'm taking my shoes off. See, um, I think the, the reason why there's a lot of like shag carpets and like yeah. just. Growth. You might find and, hardwood like, under that, man. You might find hardwood floor. We've, I've already pulled up in a couple different spots and it's just, you know, subfloor underneath. So, wow. you know, it's not. Dude, you got to stop walking away from the microphone. I can't hear a word you're saying. I know. Well, I'm trying to stay as long as I can because I've got to get the boys here in a few. But um, Oh, shit. If you need to go, then we can end this podcast. No, nah, well, I got a few more minutes. Okay. So but anyway, there are so a couple different types. Really quick. There's a couple different types. What you probably want to look at is they call it uh, LV, LVF. Luxury Vinyl Flooring. It's like such a stupid name. Uh, but anyway, that is um, basically vinyl. It's almost like linoleum used to be. Uh, the advantage is it's pretty bomb-proof. That's what we put down. And it's yeah. really dead simple to install. And they actually print the pattern on it, like on the, the uh, vinyl itself. So Okay. Your options for colors and textures and all that are so vast with that stuff. The other stuff is um, there's a couple other different kinds. One has a very thin veneer of wood on top of like an MDF substrate. And that's a bit thicker, but it's still a floating floor essentially. All these kind of, they call them floating floors because they float. Uh, you don't nail them down. And then the other one is... Um, the other one is, I don't remember what the top uh, actual surface is made out of, but it's a bit thinner. So anyway, there, there's a few different kinds, but really, dude, I like you could probably do 
you could probably do that whole house in two days. If you did every floor in that house, you could install uh, vinyl flooring in See, two days easy. The thing is, the thing is, is um, a lot of the flo- like the floors, a lot of them are like shag carpets or you know tile. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the walls, a lot of the walls are like this fake, really fake looking wood, and oh, then it yeah. has Paneling. really nice, yeah, wood paneling. It's all really gross looking. We're gonna tear all that Ooh. down. We haven't decided what we're gonna put up. Uh, you know, we're kind of pushing towards, you know, just, I don't fucking know. And we're still planning yeah. everything out. And then the ceilings are really nice, ceil- like, wood ceiling. Like, it looks really oh, good. Oh, cool. So I don't know if we're going to paint those, like, a different color to kind of, because a mm-hmm. lot of the rooms, also, another thing is they don't have regular lights anywhere. Everything's a spotlight. Oh, nice. Yeah, super nice. bizarre. Super, this super is bizarre. Straight out of the sixties, man. Well, that's when it was built. It makes sense. Yeah. And it was it was an old couple that lived there, so you know, it is what it yeah. is. So there's gonna be a lot of Brian learning how to do something and tr- starting out somewhere it. where it doesn't matter and then getting better as I go through the through the house. That's how we learn, brother. You know, it's I, I will say, as much as I bitch and moan about them sometimes, uh the 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 quote unquote DIY projects here at the house probably bring me the most joy out of all the making that I do. Uh, it just, there's something just, I don't know, that really gets my juices going. And it's like, you know, you're doing it for cheaper, right? So you could hire somebody and it would cost you twice as much. So there's that factor. You're learning something new, which is that factor, right? There's the transferability of that thing that you're learning, right? Because it's not like working on cars because you go to any house, you can apply the same thing that you did at the other one to that house. You can't always do that with a car, right? It's like, oh, this one has a blah, blah, blah ignition and the old one had a hua, 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 you know? so I think like the combination of all that, I don't know, just really, I really enjoy the shit out of it. Um, and like I said, I think uh, we might have to really strongly consider that week before the big, uh, the big wedding festivus. Maybe I'll just have to come on up there and we'll do some big ass project. Honestly, that would be huge for sure. I mean, I'm hoping to have a lot of the major things knocked out because, you know, yeah. the walls the walls need to be done before we can paint the walls and the paint has to be done before we can yep. do the floors. Oh, there's the, floors the order need of to, operations, yes. Right, yeah. the floors need to be done before we can move in what we need to move in. And yeah. before any of that happens, I need to tear out a lot of those, you know, there's just shelves and there's cabinets and there's, yep. you know, things that have been sitting there since 1960 before any of that happens though you got to spend 16 hours walking around six different flooring or tile stores with your wife going oh i like that one oh no oh i like this one no god that's ugly (laughs) luckily emily and i are both really easygoing people yeah so like you know it's she pretty much knows what she wants and i'm okay it's all you know, yep. very neutral yes, colors and yes, a lot of yes, ma'ams. And I'm, I'm a thousand percent okay with that because if Amen. she chooses all of the things on the inside of the house, I get to choose everything out in the garage because the garage is hundred percent mine. That you is a trade off I'm willing to make. <laughs> did, did she even, did she even consider asking whether she could park her car in there? 
The only thing she asks is that I build her a little like lean to thing, like a, yeah, a yeah. covering, yeah, for Telling so you. that she can have something to park out yeah. under. And there like, hey that man, would be a I'm, I'm willing investment. to do it. Yeah, I, well, I made my wife the promise that I would just start her car, right? Every day if I could just take over the, the garage, which really there was, uh, this place is pretty small and the garage door is even smaller. Like you almost had to fold your mirrors in to pull a car into this damn thing. But, uh, sure. and it's worked out really well because now my wife has a car with a, a remote starter on it. So it's perfect. See, most <laughs> most guys have an issue with that because then that means that you have to wake up earlier than she does to go and you know Already start the it. car and whatever. I'm I literally cannot sleep in past like no. four four thirty, and her yep. alarm goes off at like five thirty six. So like yeah. you know I'm already up for an hour before. <laughs> Exactly. I'm already eaten. I've already gotten ready for the day. And then before I leave, I start her car. Yep. And, uh, yeah. I got that's... two cups in and the morning constitution read and over with before, uh, <laughs> before she thinks about rolling over, wondering where I'm at. All right. <laughs> so let's go ahead, hit up WFI. Do you have time for WFI I... projects? Oh, I don't actually, but, okay. um, we could do two things. You could go ahead and do it. Um, or I could even probably run and get the boys and then hop back on. Let's let's just go ahead. We'll double up on WFI projects and we'll do a better after show next week. Or cool, you know, yeah. we'll we'll figure something out. There may or may not be an after show this week, or maybe we'll just have Brian record something real quick. Like we can make oh, that or, happen. Or I could even do something later tonight if you want me to. Yeah. Well, we'll figure that we'll and that out in post. Well, well, okay. How about this? Let's nail down. There will be an after show on the, you know, Patreon. So to become a Patreon member, all you have to do is, you know, give a, go to patreon.com, check out WFI, um, or work for it podcast, oh, pick it, your level. You could go yeah. as low as a dollar a month, which turns out to be like $10 and whatever cents a year. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Something ridiculously cheap. So basically you guys can support us and for that support, which keeps us going, you know, you can get an after show and I'm not sure what the after and show is going to be like this question. week, but it's going to be cool. <laughs> send us some questions, y'all. We need some questions. Um, I'll tell you what, from now until the end of this calendar year, everybody send us a question. How about yeah, that? Yeah, that would be nice. Patron be nice. or not, reach out to Beacone or myself on the Instagrams and send us a question that you would like answered on the show. Yeah, sure. Well, on the after show that is. Well, yes, but you can't, maybe... you can't just go, you've got to leave real quick. And then all of a sudden you come up with a whole new idea for the whole show and then sure I can. jump out. <laughs> <laughs> sure I can. Uh, anyway, we'll see how many questions we get. Sure, that? sure. Let's. I would, we'll figure I'd something out. Be interested in doing like a full blown Q and A uh, episode, but we'll see what happens. Anyway, yeah, guys. Yeah, anyway. let's. Yeah, we appreciate you. If you want to draw up a little sketch of what you your dream shop in that you know nineteen and a half by twenty four. Design feel free to, my shop. Hey man, <laughs> we can make something happen. I would really appreciate you guys' help. If you guys want to yeah. send me some some love, some ideas, I would love to hear it. Got a lot of things to think about, but we're going to make it happen. Ben, I hope, I really appreciate you jumping on here, making it happen Dude, for us Dude, I'm glad today. we did. I'm really glad we did. It's a Tuesday, which is not our normal day, and we were, everybody's treading water, but I'm really glad we did, and I'm really, 
Honest to God, 100%. So thankful for this show. I look forward to it every week. It is a freaking blast. Two of the best dudes in the world talking about shit we love. See you guys. Work for it.